0: Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Um, let's start with the positives. Okay, and yeah, um, that was, uh, I'll give them that they tried a lot harder than last night. If you compare this game to the Carolina game, which one they deserve to be shut out in? It was definitely the Carolina game, but they got that one. Uh, this team just needs more up front. They just don't have enough dynamic forwards. Uh, and I'm like half joking by saying they tried harder in last night. It would be impossible to, to to it would be impossible not to look better than they did against Carolina from an effort standpoint. That was a game that they did not care about. I don't. They didn't care. They didn't. Uh, at least tonight, I can say they tried. They just played like shit. They just made way too many mistakes. Um. Uh, like, uh, that's – I can't even say they were that ba- – yes, I can. I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this because, like, I, uh, there's a difference to me between, like, not trying and just not being able to execute. Like, against Carolina, they didn't try. Tonight, uh, it just so many mistakes. Just, mis- like, everything they did was wrong. Like, not a single – the Provorov hit. Uh was the and of course Neuvert coming out of the net and running down and all in front, all that shit. That was wild. That was so fun. Um thank God something like that happened just to keep me interested. Honestly. I was losing interest quickly in this one after last night's freaking debacle. But man, this team just so many little fundamental things. Like it was a, a conversation on Twitter tonight. Um how this team and it's it's been a pretty consistent thing, but I think they really think against like a skilled team with with good uh with good blue liners uh just you know good overall roster like um like Nashville has the way the flyers break out and how the forwards are just darting up ice to leave the defensemen who are either young or not that skilled alone to to basically do it themselves um like, things like, oh, and Gostas Bear turns it over. Like, uh, yeah, I guess it it came off of his stick and they got it. But and I'm not including him in the young and not skilled. He makes mistakes sometimes. He turns it over. He touches the puck a lot. Uh, he's not having the best year. I actually thought he had a decent enough game tonight. But I'm just using Goss Bear as an example in this one. Um, you know, oh, yeah, Gostas Bear turns it over. Like, well, yeah, it came off of his stick. But it's because there was pressure on one side and then he just tried to get rid of it on the other side and had zero help. His partner's in front of the net. He's behind the goal line. And uh, the forwards are already in the neutral zone. Like, I, of course he turned it over. There was – he could have picked it up and thrown it into the stands, I guess, would be the only way not to turn it over. But And it's just like – it's a consistent thing with this team. Uh, just little fundamentals, whether it's electing for the easy shot or not back-checking. Just so many, ugh, just another shit game where they really just looked like, man, when you start doing the math, people are still hitting me up on social media like, do you think they can get this number of points in this number of games? Simply put, absolutely not. At no point this season have they looked like they're capable of putting together some kind of run for more than a game or two. Like two is not even a winning streak. That's the, you got to go by the Lou Brown. We win a game today. We win one tomorrow. That's two in a row. We win one the next day. That's a winning streak. You know, that's, I butchered that. It's, we won a game yesterday. We win today. That's two in a row. Tomorrow, that's a winning streak. That's the real line. But anyway, three is a winning streak. And have they even had one? Have they had one? Like, I know they have. Like, have they at any point this season made you feel like, oh, yeah, they'll go on a run like they did at the end of last year or they did at the end of 2016? Uh, No, absolutely not. This just looks like a a lost season. And my hope is it's not a 500 season at this point. I was never lose for Hughes. I'm not for tanking Um, in this situation, in what the Flyers situation was. I didn't think it made sense to tank, but now I think they just need to play out the string. It's not even tanking. They're just bad. They're not intentionally bad. They just can't get it going this year. Um, I I just don't think it makes sense to do anything to try to improve this team this year. If there's a move to be made that makes the team better going forward, and I've said this a million times I'm a broken record, but there's a difference. There's going out and getting a 29-year-old rental or – there's going out and getting a 27, 28-year-old, 26-year-old with term and saying, okay, you are now one of our core pieces. Dallas. Dallas Sagan. Yeah. um, So uh, something like that, yeah. But just making a move for this year. I I really hope that they don't do anything to screw up because they need more high-end talent, and hopefully they can get it in the draft, someone who will be ready uh, pretty quickly. Uh, I know, I you know, you can never count on young guys. Will they be ready year one? Will they be ready year five? Uh, but, you know, the higher up you draft, the better chances you get. And the Flyers have cap space. They have assets. They have all these things that can help them improve the team. I just want to do it in a way that makes sense. And you really can't do that until the offseason. So this is a suck it up year, guys. I, I fucking hate to say it because I had some high expectations coming into this season. Uh, in terms of being able to challenge for the division and win a playoff round. But this team has proven time and time again this year as the calendar flips from 2018 to 2019 now, they're not good. And uh, the worst thing in the world this team could be now is 500. I just fall out of it, stay at the bottom five of the league, get one of them top five draft picks, hope it works out spend money in the offseason make some savvy trades move some things around and like there's a path for this team to be good there's absolutely a path Chuck Fletcher can do it Paul Holmgren did something very similar in 2007 but they just they got there's absolutely a way to screw this up too this can go I, I keep saying there's a way to uh, to there's a way to make this work you got to be savvy you got to be smart got to get a little lucky and there's a path to be good but I guess I also have to acknowledge it is incredibly possible. It is very much a possibility that they fuck this thing up beyond belief. And we are looking at a prolonged rebuild after the retool flames out and just fails miserably. Uh, I know some people believe it has already and to an extent it has, but the situation they're in, it's still possible to pick it up, uh, pick this. They're going to have to move some core pieces like Voracek, Simmons, whatever. Some of these guys are going to have to go. Um, Simmons isn't going to get re-signed anyway, but I, like this core, as it is constituted now, no. can't. It's not... It, it can't be sustained. There's clearly more wrong with this team than the coach or the GM or whatever, uh, but for the Giroux era, I believe it is possible to pick this thing up and put the pieces back together. Uh, you just need some different secondary players around him, maybe a guy or two who's as good as him, you know, that would be nice. But I, I, all my stuff is big picture right now. It's really not about individual games. I have to watch the individual games and I assess them as they go on. And, uh, you know, I'll I'll react to everything as if it's, it's a meaningful game because that's how we watch games as fans. You're sitting there, you spent three hours watching the fucking thing. You don't just shrug and go, ah, whatever. Um, but big picture wise, yeah, Big picture is what I'm focused on when I step back and go, you know, New Year's Day against the Na- against Nashville, and Nashville, uh, they were never winning this game. Uh, but, man, it does suck when they get shut out. They have one goal and two nights and back-to-backs. It's a bummer. Let's get to your stuff. This is the worst Flyers team ever. I wouldn't go that far. JVR has been a monumental disappointment JVR needs a center doesn't have a center Uh, goal scorers are streaky I've JVR is the least of my concerns at this point he's going to score goals when he's in position to score goals. He's not right now. Uh, And that's partly on him, partly on everyone else. Uh, He's going to score goals. It's it's I'm not worried about JVR I think they have a lot bigger issues. love listening to bill clement after the game telling us they're getting closer to a win well as compared to last night that is true like last night they didn't try and tonight they tried so baby steps guys baby steps jvr is useless if he isn't on the power play yeah it is absolutely time to shake up this power play um like i know that i know that this formation has has worked in the past and you don't want to get away from something that uh, that used to work. You figure your guys will will get it going again. Nah, man, this is beyond... The, the power play is more of an embarrassment than the penalty kill. Because we knew coming into the season the penalty kill was bad. And it really hasn't even been that terrible lately. Um, like I always say, if you have Drew and Gossip Barry, your power play should be good. I don't care who the other three are. Um, but someone... I would just... Would love to... Add, like, it's statistically proven... That passes from behind the net result in more goals. Why don't they try passes from behind the net more often on the power play? Like, why isn't there motion? Why are we just standing still? The predictability element is one thing—knowing what you're trying to do. But every power play is somewhat predictable. But knowing where guys are going to be is the like. I know where Claude Giroux is going to be. I I like this little switch that they they went they went. To this a couple of games ago and went back to it tonight with Voracek at the top and um, and Ghost uh, on the sideboards. They kind of switched positions. Um, I would like to see more from that. And uh, I it's hard to justify what I want on the power play because one, Nolan Patrick's out hurt right now. So you can't, you know, um, you can't put him in while he's not playing. And two, has he really earned power play time? Survey says no. Um, but I just think the best thing you could do is uh, is Patrick and JVR both kind of down low, and uh, yeah, and Ghost maybe staying in that spot and JVR or Konechny, Um It's tough to put connectney up at the top. It's not like J- It's not like Jake. Did I say JVR? No, I want JVR and and Patrick down low. Jake or Konechny at the top, and it's tough to even say either of them because, man, neither of them can – it's not like either of them are getting back or making a defensive play of any kind, but I want Ghost closer to the net. That's my thing right now. I need him to get more confidence in his shot. I know the kid can shoot, you know, but they need to do freaking something. Just distribute more from behind the net, have motion, move, guide. Like, it's just standing still out there. I don't think this franchise has another cup in them. Like, ever, Gregory? Stop watching, then. Like, if if your assessment is, oh, yeah, they're never going to win a cup, stop watching. Why would you watch something if you know the ending? Well, if there's one thing that's good that'll come out of this season, Laterra is gone within the next year or so. I mean, Laterra was always gone. His contract expires at the end of this season. Lotero was always gone when his contract expires. He was a throw in in a trade for two first round picks. It, it matched up money wise. And then a bad coach decided he needed to play all the time. That was, Lotero was always gone. Retools are inherently worse than full on rebuilds. I don't believe that to be true. I think it all depends on your situation. I think it's always situational. I think Coots needs to see Uh, it happened with Joe Thornton. It's time. Why? Like what? I wish they would just get rid of the letters. Do you know what this, do you know what the letters mean? Like it means who can talk to the officials. That shit is so meaningless. Like it it really has no bearing on the outcome of games. It really doesn't. Like there are so many things that matter with this team. Who's wearing a letter doesn't matter. Like Oh yeah, it happened to Joe Thornton. And what have the Sharks done? Like oh yeah, look it worked for the sharks. No, they're perennial chokers. Like, what? Uh, to anyone who's suggesting, to anyone who's suggesting we trade Ghost, kindly find another team to watch. I mean, I don't want to trade Ghost Bear because I know what his potential is, but it always depends on it always depends on the deal. There's like two guys to me who are untouchable. And, um, their names are Claude Giroux and Carter Hart, that's it. I mean, uh, I just have to know what Carter Hart's going to be and Giroux should be a flyer for life. That's all there is to it. Figure out a way to get it done with him. Um, he's very good. Let everyone else uh, figure out a way. Uh, everyone else. Yeah. There are guys I want to keep. Uh, there are guys I prefer not to lose. Depends on the return. You know, it depends on the return. Um, I, if you can get an awesome player, get an awesome player. I don't want to move guys for Matt fucking Ellison, no. But, well, you know, I don't want to trade Goss Bear, But if you can get someone really, really good... Uh, I get they like having Simmons on power play one, but they aren't scoring. So why not change it? It can't get any worse than last place. Yeah, I have, I, uh, Charlie and I, I think we talked about this on BSH radio, how maybe they're going back to Simmons on power play one to try to raise his trade value. But man, he just, he really does look like he's a, uh, I, my hope for him is that it's the surgery and he's just recovering from that. Um, I, It's, I hope for his sake because he deserves a big contract. If anyone deserves to get paid for what they uh for what they did in the past it's Wayne Simmons. Don't want the Flyers to give it to him. I hope he gets it from any one of the other 30 teams in the league. Um not the Flyers. But uh yeah, he's just man, he is a shell of himself out there. And he's no longer like the winner along the boards, he's no longer a physical presence. Um it's very obvious he's uh He's dealing with something, and it's it's the recovery from that surgery. We saw Ghost and Giroux go through it. Um, it's a shame because it's going to hurt his value. But yeah, only twenty three games until the trade deadline. Trade deadline should be the flight home, as far as I'm concerned. Do something. Like my God, how much of this do we have to watch to know? All right, this isn't working. I turned the game off midway through the second. He didn't miss anything. The only players in the team that should be untouchable: Giroux, Hart, Sanheim, and Provy. Um, I love Sanheim and Provorov. I would love to keep them, uh, but again, just depends on what depends on what someone's gonna give you back for them. Um, you know, I I can't say those guys have done anything to be like, nope. They have to stay. There's no way I'm parting with them no matter what. Uh, it would be, you know, obviously there's levels of guys I want to see moved and guys I don't. But do you think a new coach with new systems would make a difference uh, with this group? Feels like our style just doesn't work. Uh, guys got to make plays. It, it, no one's style is give up a bunch of – like – the, the one goal where Sanheim is, is defending a two-on-one below the bottom of the circles, like, that's no one's style. That's just a bunch of guys who <laughs> are lost in the defensive zone, leaving out their 21-year-old defenseman to defend uh, a two-on-one in the crease. I, no one's system is that. Uh, I, I think a new coach implementing a system in, in no – I don't think this group would get by on a new coach like midway through a year. You look at their schedule right now, all the back-to-backs and everything. There is no practice time. Um, I, I think a new coach, just being a new voice and giving something, giving the guys something to get excited about, that they're not showing up to work and doing the same old thing every time, would help. You know, through a full off season and through a full training camp and all of that. Now. Uh, Fred Shiro could coach this team, and I don't see it. I I don't see it helping now. Um, Bring in some new guys. Get everyone energized with a new coach. Start playing a different way. Uh, Next year, absolutely. It, it, It could absolutely be a benefit, but now I'm not seeing it. If you could propose a reasonable shake-up trade right now, what may it look like? Um, Voracek for Sagan, straight up. See if the stars are really... See if the stars are really... I can't do it tonight. Happy New Year, fam. Good night. <laughs> Happy New Year, Andrew. Good night. Uh, it's, it is, you know. Everybody is tradable for the right price. There is no price for Drew for me. There's one, he's going to finish first or second in every conceivable category, uh, offensive category for the Flyers, and he deserves to. And there's just no way to recover what he creates. And he's going to be good for a while. That's the other thing. He won't lose his hands. He'll be able to produce for a long time. Why would you lose that guy? Like, what would you get back for him that would be worth it? There's no conceivable trade that would make it possible. Also, he has a full no-move clause. He's not going anywhere. So get it out of your heads. Yeah, Jeffrey, we all know the only way, the only way to judge players is on their last 12 games. Oh my God, he's minus three. Of course he's minus. The team gives up a fuck ton of goals. Teams that give up goals, a lot of them have players who are minus, especially the players who play the most. And that's Claude Giroux. He plays the most. It's it's a very simple formula. Like using plus minus just tells me, like, I don't know, man, watch the games. My opinion is that Hackstall lost the locker room after losing the locker room, a, w- a rift formed between the players, not necessarily an angry rift, but a rift in chemistry. No one was on the same page with Hack, and now the locker room has to find its equilibrium again. It's out of balance. Chemistry-wise, shaking up the locker room is the only answer. I don't – I, I want to – I would love to be able to blame the boogeyman Hackstall for everything. Um, you know how I feel about Hack. It was long overdue. Uh, but – I I, I think it's just more than that I think they're I think the chemistry issues just with I'm not not even relationship i I just think the pieces don't fit I don't think it's a personality thing I don't think it's a locker room thing I just think the way the team is put together doesn't really fit um i I just think there's too many square pegs round holes you know you just need you, there are some combinations that work but you don't have you don't have four you don't have four lines where the guys you don't have nine top nine forwards you don't have four top four defensemen right now you may but you don't have that right now and it's really hard to like i just think the w- the way the roster is constructed is flawed If they do make a trade, what kind of player are you looking for? I really can't think of any one player or even a few players that is going to change this team. I need a scoring center. That's what I need. That's, that's what this team needs. They need to go back to playing Giroux and Couturier together. That is the best combination that this team can produce. Couturier is awesome at getting the puck through the defensive zone, through the neutral zone, and into the offensive zone. Claude Giroux is one of the most effective players in the offensive zone in the league. This is a really simple formula. It's a simple formula. Hope everyone gets that reference. Uh, and then you need something behind that. We thought that something was going to be Nolan Patrick. It is not. Have to adjust. Uh, this team just needs more high-end forwards. I am of the belief you build your team from your defense from your defense out, you know. Um, but I think you can get by with this group of def- – not get by. They also need a defenseman, obviously. Um, But I I think you can piece this defense together and bring in maybe one guy, um, make some call-ups, see what you have out of some of these guys, see if you really do believe they can factor into your plans for next year and beyond. I'm talking about Friedman and Myers. Um, And you can get by, like, adding another, adding one more, but kind of piecing it together with what you've homegrown. But this team has one goal in two nights. You know, one goal in the last two nights – If it's not Giroux, we still have the depth. We still have no scoring depth. Um, It's just one of those things, man. You know, they need – I would kill for another center, like a, a bona fide 2C, like could be a 1C on a team, you know. That's what they very badly need. Bill, why the hell are we not seeing Myers or Friedman yet? It's a great question, Kyle. You're reading my mind here. I just brought that up. Uh, Yeah, they'd be up for me just because what the hell's the difference? Like, are we really still trotting out Andrew McDonald? I will say it over and over again, and people can take it as a joke, but I'm not joking. If Andrew McDonald's entire value is his leadership and what he does in the locker room and how the young guys respond to him, how he's a great guy in the room, blah, 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 If that's his only value, because clearly he has no value on the ice, he's a bad player. Um, Make him a coach. Andrew McDonald should be the head coach of the freaking team. If that's how we look at him, if that's how important his intangibles are, let's get all the intangible benefits and not have to deal with how shitty he is on the ice. And again, this is a game where they scored zero goals, so I'm not going to go out and there's always time to bash Andrew McDonald. I'm not going to come in here and blame McDonald, but I'm just saying when he's taking up a spot that could go to two guys who factor into the future in Friedman and Myers and just the ice time of other guys who are already here and could just use the reps, just use this season as reps for next year because you already fucked up this year, you know, just make Andrew McDonald the goddamn head coach. Bring up guys. Let's see what we got. Absolutely. We scored zero goals tonight. What the fuck is Mark Friedman going to change? It's not about what Mark Friedman's going to change. And, and, and unless you go and get goddamn Dreisaitl or something, like unless you actually can make the Sagan trade or make a trade with the Blues for Pareco or you get Petrangelo or you get Tarasenko, whenever they're looking to move because the Blues are looking to do things, Unless you make one of those moves, there's nothing. It's just about finding out what you have for next year. That's what it is now. Let's get these guys some reps so they can hit the ground running next year. Let's not do to them what they what we, let's not do to them what we already did to Travis Sandheim. Last year should have been Sandheim's year to throw passes back to the point when a guy's coming out of the box. Um, he should have been making these mistakes last year. And hit the ground running this year as a true sophomore. Now we, he has to get, he has to, now he's still learning on the job, you know, this season. And um, let's not, like, let's give Myers and Friedman the opportunity to learn the NHL game in the second half of, of this season and be part of the rotation to start next year. And boom, we have what we believe to be our defense core. Just not good enough eighteen nineteen is a wash need to change several faces somehow might be another forty five years before we see a cup stop watching then man if it's gonna be forty five years if you know if you know the end guys I have the solution here on Thursday play the fourth line as your first yeah third is the say se- fourth third is the second second is the third first is the fourth. You're all welcome didn't the Phillies try that once like they um I feel like I remember reading a story about how the Phillies started out like, oh, and whatever, big surprise, um, and then like had a had a second opening day, and we're like, we need to reverse things, and like batted the pitcher lead off. Did I just make this up? Like they had the batting order backwards, and like they did all this wacky shit. Uh, I might have just made that up, but I swear I remember reading that before. Uh, yeah, why not? Yori, one C. One one more time to shine, Yori. Get the good stuff going in the locker room again. TKG and Coots can be a really freaking good line, but, like, they don't always play them together, and I don't understand why not. Because of the lack of depth, they try to give, uh, you know, they're trying to – because Nolan Patrick was giving them nothing and then got hurt, they only had one effective center, and it was Sean Couturier. And then they decided we're going to, you know, they made the decision to move Giroux back to center to try to get something out of all these wingers who need good centers. And it just, you need your top really good line, and then you need depth behind them. Splitting it up just to hope that, eh. I do really think it was part of the idea of moving, uh, and it was a stupid idea, But I do believe part of the idea of moving Konechny down to the third line last year was just that. Hey, we have no depth. If we move Raffle up, maybe we won't lose that much because we still have Couturier and Giroux up there. And maybe Konechny can drag that third line and we can get something out of them. Uh, Didn't work. Obviously, it was a dumb idea because the third line was just no good. Um, But I, I get why they're doing what they're doing with the lines right now. And it's because of a lack of options. It's really just they don't have the depth, so they have to make do. Um, I love Couturier and Giroux together. I don't love Giroux at center as a long-term idea. And I don't like Couturier with guys who I don't want out against other top lines. Because if Couturier isn't out against one C's, you're not getting full value out of Couturier. And that's and Giroud needs to play. The, Giroux and Couturier need the most ice time among the forwards. That's just the way it is. Those are the two guys who should play the most. I, I need them together. I think they're a really dynamic uh, pairing. Uh, and then, I, I you know, connect me with them. He's a guy who can probably snipe the best out of what we have uh, in terms of the forwards. It's not like we have a dynamic forward shooting group. Um, but he's probably the best fit for that line. Um, and we saw what, you know, a, like a Lindblom... Jake and Patrick line could do in Spurts this season, but they just don't have the depth right now. Maybe they can fire Holmgren and promote AMAC to team president. You know, Jay-Z, I think you're joking, but <laughs> they love this guy so freaking much in this damn organization. It's gonna be funny as hell to see what they do to do with him uh like in the last year of his contract and after his contract expires and after you know his career ends, and he's 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 looking for that life after hockey job. I have a feeling Andrew McDonald's going to be around for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. Amac assassinated Lincoln. Yeah, that would have. Yeah. Njfk, he got him. Njfk. AMAC was the first man on the moon. I like it. Uh, hey, three games in a row and Neuvert isn't hurt. Yeah, good for him, man. Extend Neuvert. Let's do it. RD is just all so young and they need a true vet that can lead them and AMAC just isn't that. Hey, John Carlson is a free agent. Is he? No. Oh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't. They need a vet. I kind of just want to let the kids play and see see them all kind of grow together. Um, I, they do need a veteran probably. But, again, I don't – it's not about this year for me now. AMAC is actually Hillary Clinton. Pfft. Yo. <laughs> Hillary's a lot more physical than Andrew McDonald could ever hope to be, all right? He does not address the Nylander comments because he knows it's the best option. Are we talking about William Nylander? I'd love William Nylander. If you're talking about trading Giroux for him or something ridiculous like that, Nick, I don't think you understand how quickly these comments show up and disappear. I don't avoid anyone's comments, I read criticism of me all the time. I do think moving a few core pieces, uh, players, is a much needed chemistry change. And yeah, again, I, w- when we say chemistry, I think a lot of people think just about like the locker room and and, and like intangible things. But they, I just think the w- there's just too many square pegs and round holes here. There's just I I think the the players on the ice don't fit together. It's not just that oh they're they're not they've tuned out the coach all this stuff. I don't think it's that. I just think there is a major flaw to this, uh, to this roster construction. And you need to move a couple of things and blowing it up is I think too dramatic because I believe you have enough pieces to be able to make a couple of moves and make things really work, but they're necessary. You have to make those moves because while I like a lot of pieces in this core and believe them to be good hockey players, I've seen enough to know that this group as it's currently constructed is not going to work. Fire the GM, fire the coach, and you still have this garbage. I would, I would trade everyone before Thursday. I mean, the coach and the GM don't play. Uh, I think Dave Haxtall made it harder for this team to win overall. He just made decisions that were bad for the big picture. And Ron Haxtall was way too reluctant to do anything and I was for his plan in terms of I'm going to hoard assets I'm going to create the cap space and all that but when he makes zero moves to ever improve the on ice product at the NHL level like yo I don't care what Picciarelli wanted Brandon Manning if he was going to give you a seventh round pick in 2024 for Brandon Manning you should have taken it like the dude isn't good and he's, he's playing minutes ahead of Travis Sanheim. It, like, the coach won't stop using him. Someone was going to give you something for a guy that you were absolutely not going to bring back once his contract. Exp- I, it, mm. But all that is not the players. Like, it's still the players on the ice. And like I said, I just think there is something wrong with the fit of the players who are on this ice. Um, that's just all there is. Are Ben and Sagan really available? Uh, Brian, uh, that's a great question. Um, I wonder how true, like, how available they are. But when your owner is coming out and saying the reason we're not good is horseshit performances by Ben and Sagan, I have to believe that they'd at least be open to maybe not working there anymore. I believe both have full no moves, but maybe this is kind of a way to try to get them to drop those no moves cause they don't want to have nine plus million, uh, each dedicated to, you know, for whatever reason, two very good players. Um, you know, it's, it's the owner. It's not, it's probably, I guess it's someone a little more disconnected than that coach or the GM guys you see every day. Uh, but I, it's, if the owner's coming out and saying it's their fault cause they're playing like horseshit. Um, I have to believe if you pick up the phone, they're going to, they're going to answer, you know, I like Amac. He's overpaid. It's not his fault he was overpaid by Holmgren. He's a solid bottom pair guy. He's not, though. He's really bad. He's, like, one of the worst players I've ever seen. He's maybe a seven. I like Christian Follen's better than Andrew McDonald. Andrew McDonald does nothing well. There's nothing he's good at. He's 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 bad at his job. I failed Max Berner account. Maybe, Gary. Maybe. Would love to see Pareco. Here's the thing, man. I would love to see pareco too, but the original rumor was Ghost for Pareco. Now, I'm a big Shane Goss' Bear fan. I really, really like the guy. Uh, but if they did it, I wouldn't hate it, you know. I'd wait to see how it played out, at least. Uh, I wouldn't hate it, um, but it would be a bummer. I, I, I just want to see Ghost turn out because I just think when he's 28, man, he's going to be something special. If AMAC was 900K, he would be in high demand by every NHL team. He's a solid minute eating bottom pair guy. Yeah, but that's because like NHL teams are mostly run by like old school thinking idiots who think blocking shots is good. Like, no, getting the puck out of the zone is good. Making a pass is good. He's, he's, He's just old NHL nonsense. He's not a good player. If he was 900K, he'd be sitting in the press box somewhere. He's a nice little second pair AHL defenseman, probably. What are the chances we get a look at Phil Myers at some point this season? I can't believe we haven't yet, honestly. The way they're playing now, I think it is... Kind of play the kids' time. Like what? What? What the hell's the difference? What? What are we doing? We're wasting time here. Playing Andrew McDonald is a goddamn waste of time. Trade Radko Gudis. He's having a decent season. Like I like Radko. Again, guy I like. See ya. No. No point. You're not. You're not part of the future. You know. Uh, let's just see what the kids have. Would it be unreasonable to just hope for the Flyers to find fun ways to lose this season and just wait for free agency to save us? Honestly, the first half of this game, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, they're trading scoring chances at least. I'll go with back and forth scoring chances. That's fine. Like the um, Tampa Bay game the other night, I'll take that. Great. Great. Unload some veterans so we can sign Panarin next year. We don't need to unload some veterans. They're going to have – $30 in in cap space this offseason. Don't even need to unload veterans. Shot selections are horrific. We hit more logos than anything. JVR was a 30-goal scorer last year. He's shown very little and looks like he's in a fog. JVR is a guy who scores goals. He needs to get there and be set up. That's just the way it is. Uh, They don't have three effective centers. That's the problem right now. JVR scored 36 goals last year. He didn't play in third pair of minutes. He... He was playing like 14 minutes a game for Toronto last year. He made he was a very efficient scorer, but like he's never been a guy. I don't want him up against one Cs. you know that's the thing. I don't like him out there against other top lines. I think that's a that's a bad dynamic. It's I want him lower in the lineup taking advantage of his second and third line matchups that he would get uh, like he was in Toronto. And that's why center depth is so big. I need a center so badly for this team because, like I said, I don't like Giroux at center long-term. I love Giroux and Couturier together. That's a dynamic pairing. They just complement each other so well uh, with the way they move the puck, uh, you know, full 200-foot. Tatar got a first, second, and third. Simmons will get us a bunch. I think Simmons' value is taking a hit, but like Charlie always says, says, Jesus, says. Yeah, that's a good sentence there, Bill. English. Um, Like Charlie always says, deadlines make things happen. And all it takes is one. All it takes is one team and it'll be a winner, you know? So it's a team that presumably already has some depth. So they're looking to put Simmons in a role where maybe they could get more out of him than we are. You know, it's, okay, I have a good 3C. I can put Simmons on a third line. I can use him in different ways on the power play. If I have my other four elements in my power play and I can just put him in front and hope that he starts to get his legs back a little as the season goes on, uh, as we saw with Giroux and, and Gostas Bear, the years they were recovering from their surgery. It wasn't until the next season, you know, that they were, um, that they were 100%, but Late in the year, they at least started to look like um, you know they had shaken off some of the rust and they had recovered a little and were able to play at a level closer to what we remembered <laughs> yeah no i I'm a big fan of what Colorado did. Did you just say Sean Couturier and dynamic in the same sentence? Yes. I I, I don't think you're – Sean Couturier and Claude Giroux are a dynamic duo, the way they complement each other. It's not an anomaly. If he was playing on that top line like he was, he would put up very similar numbers. He is a 1C in the NHL. It is true. He is. But he needs the complementary piece in Claude Giroux. He is – he is a great complementary piece to Claude Giroux. They are a perfect pairing in what they can do together in the way that Claude Couturier, stuttering like a moron, uh, the way that Couturier is able to move the puck out of the defensive zone through the neutral zone, and the way that Claude Giroux is able to distribute the puck once you're in the offensive zone. It's, a ve- it's, it's, it's I mean, look at the numbers, man. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. When they're together, they score a ton. A Mac is a solid fourth pair D man. It's about right. Hey, Bill, has Gordon seen enough to big time juggle? Uh, have Chuck get him what he thinks he needs to improve? I don't. I just don't see Gordon like being the long term solution. So obviously, you go to your coach and say, "Hey, from a coach's perspective, what are you seeing here?" But I, I don't see how Scott Gordon has any say in any sort of real decision making. Besides, like the night-to-night lineup, um, in terms of what I, I, he can only do so much juggling. He can only work with the guys he has. You can only juggle so much. Like, look at the lines tonight. Got Raffle up there doing all this shit. It, it is what it is. You, you, you there's no when all the ingredients are the same, you're gonna come up with the exact same goddamn plate that the other guy did, even if you do it in a different order. Um, I they need I I there's very little they can do to improve this season honestly. Um unless they go out and do a bunch of crazy fun things, uh you know that would that would make us all excited. I just think there's very little way uh to improve this season realistically. And honestly, I don't think they should. I think they should just take this season on the chin and go out and spend, go out and make some trades, you know, finish the plan. Hextall set you up pretty well. You have the cap space. You have the draft picks. You have the prospects. You have the assets. Time to finish the plan. Would you trade Ghost for Sagan? I definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. The Provy hit the eight guys standing around looking at each other, waiting for a whistle. Then Provy taking puck behind the net, standing for another 20 seconds, waiting for changes. Then hurling one up the boards. No one turnover immediately back of our net. Uh, sums up the whole season quite nicely, I believe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was that was a very that was one of those moments that you go, that's the Flyers, man. Like, it just so much standing still. That's what this team stands still more than any fucking hockey team I've ever watched. Just stand still. So, I, I, it's unbelievable. But, yeah, and that's like the the comment. Like, oh, yeah, Provy throws it up the boards and it's a turnover. Well, like, it was that or I said. There's no one around. It's it, I, The way this team breaks out is just fundamentally asinine. All right, time to scroll down a little. See if I can catch up here. Chris, to compare Crosby to anybody, like, oh yeah, what? Is, oh, fucking Gretzky! Like, yes, man, the best player of his generation didn't need and he also had Malkin at 2C like we forget about that and he had a good goalie and he had a good defense like they like come on man come on come on like as soon as you say well crot like your argument is dumber when you're like well crosby didn't need that fucking crosby could play one on 4 out there and probably finish even like he's 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 the best player to come into the league since and up until you know, like, there was a decade that went by that no player came into the league better than him. That's nuts. <laughs> like, every year now, we're like, oh, yeah, look, fucking Miko Ranton and he might be as good as, as Connor McDavid. Like, he's not. But, like, it, no one has come close to Crosby. That's an asinine comparison. I love how – oh, yeah, even when – even if Couturier is putting up offensive numbers, he, he he's not putting up offensive – what is your point there? We stand still and we are slow. We can keep up with fast teams when our passing's good and we control the pace. But when we let teams run the show, we get smacked. And it's just – I don't know if it's – that's a, that's what it is. Like You watch them and – for periods of time, they can go toe-to-toe with Tampa Bay. They can beat Nashville like they did a week ago, two weeks ago, whenever the hell that was. And then you watch that Carolina game, and Drew wins a faceoff, and the forwards, a forward gets to it before a defenseman flinches to step up to the puck. Like, stop standing freaking still. This is hockey. Will Frost slash Faraby make the team next year? I would love to see it, but I'm not hopeful. Just um, it's one of the things I'm looking forward to finding out about. One, I just need to see them play in like training camp and see what they look like next to more seasoned guys. Like yes, they look good in World Juniors, and that's all well and well and fine. But that ain't the NHL. I I need to see them standing, playing with, um, you know, playing with NHLers. But I'm looking forward to finding out how. The Flyers made the Hextall firing in part because fans are so apathetic and bored with this team. Um, People really wanted to, like, people need something to get excited about, and people got really frustrated with Hextall's patient approach. I'm interested to see how much of a turn away from that uh, they make in terms of uh, organizational philosophy when they bring up guys how they deem them ready if they're not a finished product but we think we can put them in a position to help us and then they can develop up here will they believe that or will they go and ah, nah, i play them in the ahl till they're 23 like will i'm interested to see how far away from from hextal uh Hextol's philosophy they stray because it seemed when the firing went down and then when they move hack it seems like they're making a concerted effort to be like, hey, come back. We promise we we, we promise it won't be as boring as it was. And um, when you have to watch him every day, you appreciate it not being boring. Was just at the game. Worst game I've ever watched in person. Really? I feel like I've seen way more than that. All right. Say the trade happens. When does it happen? Is it before next game? By the end of this? I mean, I have no idea, man. I I have no idea. I would love to see a trade. I have no idea when they're going to do it. Over under 55% capacity for next home game at the Wells Fargo Center. I think it could be ugly. They'll be over, man. Flyers fans still show up. They'll be, I mean, 55%, they'll be well over 12,000 people there. Why didn't Hart play tonight? Because he got lit up last night. That's He got lit up last night. I would have liked to see him in there, but, you know, he got lit up last night. They don't want to play him in back-to-backs Might as well get what you can out of Neuvert now, because you know that's not going to last. Get the minutes out of Neuvert. Let him go out there. Take the beating against the Predators. Most of the standing still takes place in the power play. Stagnant passing and guys standing on the blue line waiting for the slingshot entry every time is ridiculous. Borchek on the power play gave away the puck at least five times. Yeah, I, I'm looking – the power play is the first thing they need to shake up. Like, it just seems – I know they don't have a ton of practice time, but – fuck it, man. What This isn't working. I don't care if you know, like, oh, no, this is just what we do. We don't have time to practice anything else. What <laughs> – What are they at? Like, they have to be under 10% at this point. What is their... All right, NHL.com doesn't work on my Google Chrome. Got to go to the old Safari. Love you, NHL.com. Love you. Such a good website. Where are they in terms of power play percentage on this season? They have to be under 10%. Where are you by team? Power play percentage. Still at 12.4. I find that hard to believe. My God. Awful. But yeah, power play is the first thing. I spent a lot of money on the stadium series tickets. Not only do I have to watch a shitty team, but I'm going to be really cold as well. Uh, there's, I mean, you know, the last one in Pittsburgh wasn't that cold. I showed up in Long John's and was sweating my ass off. Um, you know, not always that cold. So, you know, it's uh, global warming, man. Could be 90 degrees that day. They fired Hextall because he refused to make a big trade. They fired him for a lot of reasons. Um, his perceived overpatience, his unyielding approach, as they said. Um, also, he was a pain in the ass to work with. And people will put up with someone who's a pain in the ass to work with if you're winning. But when the stadium is chanting to fire the coach every night, ticket sales are down. They're not moving any freaking Santa sacks. You know, you, you got to move the 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 – fucking the Flyers Wives Carnival to suit his needs and uh, all the shit that he did because he just wanted to, uh, keeping the alumni out of the building and um, everything. It was a, just a big everything, just uh, the big trade, like refusing to make any trade other than like swapping Cooper Marotti and shit like that. Um, it just, it, it was, there were a lot of reasons. I miss Lavi as our coach. I loved Laviolette. Uh, It was time when they let him go because, like I always say, guys like Laviolette are coaches for good teams. You don't want him with a bunch of young guys and there's no point in paying him if your team sucks, and that team freaking sucked. Like, at 2013 lockout year, we got Matt Reed on the top line for, like, half the season. Yeah, it just wasn't – he's a coach for a good team, as is evidenced by – yeah, you know, okay, Carolina, win a cup. Boom, yes, him. Flyers, we have a bunch of good players. They're underperforming. Bring in LaViolette. Oh, we're in the final. You know, serial underachievers. Nashville, oh, LaViolette's there. We got that jam. Go to a Stanley Cup final. He's, he's very much, and it's not, it doesn't last. You know, the message eventually wears thin. Uh, but all coaches get fired. You, you get what you can out of them. Uh, but he was so much goddamn fun. Like, I just saw the clip the other night of the uh, go fuck yourself in in Dallas when he was trying to leave, uh, when he was trying to go to the locker room and he cut across the bench. And uh, who the hell was it? Steve Ott, I think he was yelling at. Oh, my God, that shit was hilarious. And the Montreal typical and punching Billy Leo in the head. Like, man, that's better days. Those were better days. Is Patrick looking like shit because of the organization, or because he's truly not a top six forward? No idea. It's I just think he's not he's not there yet. Some guys take longer than others. I know you get a top of the top of the draft guy, and you want him to be a star right away, but some guys just aren't, and it's painful. But unless you get a crazy trade offer, you have to ride it out. You have to find out about Nolan Patrick, and it might take longer than you want. Um, you know, I. How much longer do they leave the power play alone with no results? I, I, can't, I can't believe they haven't done more uh, to this point. Um, they've done this little Voracek and ghost switch thing. They've moved Simmons off and on a couple of times. They've moved some things around. But, man, they just need to do something different. There just needs to be some motion. There needs to be more life. There needs to be more creativity. It can't just be Claude Giroux go make a play. I love the guy but it has there has to be more than that that can be there cuz he does it well but you need more V you know, has been playing well play him the yeah Voracek and Simmer for Sagan in a second. Pareko and Tarasenko for S- <laughs> Yeah, Pareko and Tarasenko is going to take more than Simmer, Jake, in a first. Special teams is killing us this year. That's And it's just another one of those things, like, you look at the team and even when, like, you see the elements, okay, if they do this and this, they'll be fine, but then you just factor in special teams and go, of course they're bad. Like, They can't score on the power play, and they can't keep pucks out of the net when they're shorthanded. And the penalty kill has been better lately. But, I mean, when it's at, like, 65% for the first quarter of the season or whatever the hell it was, like, there's nowhere to go but up. you know how underskilled this team is when people are arguing for Michael Roffel. Michael Roffel on a good team is a good fourth liner. It's just one of those, another just issue where, yeah, we probably need, you know, nine guys, 10 guys legitimately better than he is. And the fact that they only have like six is just another example of this team's depth issues. I would love Michael Roffel on my fourth line if I had three really good lines, but that is not the case. Lavie was probably my favorite Flyers coach. Yeah, I'd say that. I think if Patrick played to his size, he would be so much better. There definitely is something to that. Homeboy needs to hit the weight room. Um. He's never going to be the fastest skater, you know. He needs to win every puck battle. He needs to push dudes around. Um, I think he's making strides, but that guy just needs to be brute force. is what, And it it needs to show everywhere. It needs to be in his skating stride. It needs to be in how he battles in the corners, how he battles along the wall, how he battles in front of the net, how he muscles people off of pucks. It needs to show everywhere. and again, he's you know he's a twenty-year-old kid. I expect him to get stronger, uh, but yeah, since since he's never going to be the best skater out there, and I think he's a better skater uh, than he gets credit for. But he needs to just brutalize dudes out there uh, to be as effective as he's as he's gonna be. Nashville was trolling gritty on the jumbotron tonight. That's fun. Steve Ott, yeah, it was him. Montreal typical was just so much fun. What is it about Knobloch and Lappy that make them unfireable? They must have pictures of Holmgren doing some really nasty shit. Yeah, the the Knobloch one is interesting to me because they believe, there's an organizational belief, so I've been told, that he is a future NHL coach. Uh, and so maybe he's just in a role that, whatever, doesn't have. I, I don't know. The power play has gotten worse since he's got here. That's one thing that is uh, undeniable. So I don't understand. I don't understand it either. But there's an organizational belief that he is a future NHL coach. And, um, they, uh, there's a good chance he's coaching the Phantoms at some point. Um, but i yeah i don't get it i don't get it. and the perrier thing i'm i'm out of breath for Ian Le Perrier. i have no more words to speak about the guy I, I, he's a, he's had a bottom of the league penalty kill his entire tenure if a new coach comes in the off season do the assistants finally go with a clean sweep behind the bench special teams have been brutal do they change the whole system in the off season yeah especially if they're targeting like a name you know Again, in terms of how they're probably going to want to get away from from the Hextall philosophy and everything, Uh, you know, they took the risk. They went with the college coach and everything with Hack. All the reports are they they want Coach Q or whatever. My guess is they're going to go with a name you know. I bet you the next coach of the Flyers is a name that we're familiar with, you know. Um, And a guy like that, whether it's a Coach Q or whoever – ain't taking a job where you saddle them with with anyone as the assistant coach, let alone guys who have proven ineffective in their roles. So I can't possibly conceive a situation where uh, anyone on the coaching staff is back next season. I can't imagine it. That said, this is the Flyers, and they make us want to, you know, harm ourselves so anything's possible i know you said money last night was the reason to come here for free agents if we have a miserable year this year does that change that i mean no guys guys are gonna go where the paycheck is and it's all about how you sell it you can you can sell anything Good players sign with bad teams all the time. Like, that shit happens. It better not be Bilesma. I mean, you know, Bilesma. Yeah, I don't want Bilesma, uh, but I can't imagine it is. Um, Shit, man, that would be. Ugh. He won a cup, but again, with fucking Crosby. You know, um, yeah, I, it's going to be someone, you know, but I doubt it's Biles. All right, guys, Jesus, we're over an hour. Where does the time go? All right. Do we have any more? All right. Yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. That was a fun one. We went long tonight. I cut it a little short last night for New Year's Eve. Uh, but it's always fun getting to talk to you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast feed. Just search Broad Street Hockey, iTunes, Spotify, all places that have all places that have podcasts. We're everywhere now. Broad Street hockey. Subscribe to our feed. You can find all of our content, broadstreethockey.com slash radio. Uh, you know, hit that subscribe button. Give us those good reviews, give us them five stars, do all that great stuff. Uh, we will be back with Broad Street Hockey Radio. Shit, when are we recording this week? Wednesday? Yeah, we're back to Wednesdays. Um, yeah, we'll be back, uh, we're gonna have to move some things around, because they have a bunch of Monday games in the next two months, so our recording schedule is gonna be a little screwed up, but we'll be sure to let you guys know when, uh, you know, our shows are live, like we do our live BSH radio every week. We'll let you know when we're doing those, uh, but that's it. Um, hey, happy new year. Have a great week, everybody. Good luck going back to work tomorrow because I am not looking forward to it baseball truly it is awful i'm phillies writer justin clue join me every week along with john stolness liz Rocher, and dr trevor strunk as we discuss all the ways the phillies have hurt us on our podcast in season as well as historical anecdotes and raw emotional ramblings on our other shows continued success and the dirty inning subscribe to the good fight and you'll get conversations with insiders analysis of breaking news and stats 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 together we'll survive whatever baseball can throw at us